The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show where we explore nighttime dreams, daytime desires, and the best ways to transform the tragic into magic. Because let's face it, we all dream, we all have our blessings, and we all have our challenges, myself included. And I don't want any of us to take any of those things lying down, if you know what I mean. I just wrote a book entitled, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste. It comes out spring of 2023. And in the meantime, I'm excited to explore the topic with you, whether it relates to your waking or sleeping dreams, because we're dreaming all the time, people. So let's make it the best dream possible. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Welcome to the show today. I'm so excited to be interviewing and having a a wonderful conversation in advance. I already know this is going to happen. I'm so psychic with Dr. Donna Marks, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Dr. Donna Marks is a renowned psychotherapist, addictions counselor, and teacher of A Course in Miracles, which I love so much, for more than 30 years. She merges her professional experience and her own personal history of addictions to offer a single revolutionary solution to all addictions in this expanded and revised edition of Exit the Maze. That's her book. No matter what someone is addicted to, alcohol, prescription, or illegal drugs, smoking, working, gambling, and so forth, loving yourself is the key to recovery. This does not mean the road is easy or a few acts of self-care will do the trick. The journey to true self-love includes delving deep into your past trauma and we'll talk more about that and we're gonna i'm just excited to get into it so let's just talk about this highly awarded multiple so many awards on this book let's just let's get into it so let's just talk about what is what does it mean exit the maze dr donna marks well i believe that addiction and treatment for that matter is a maze and people get stuck there Um, let's just say 
I believe that most people never intend to get addicted, but things are made to get us addicted. You take alcohol, it doesn't need to have that high of an alcohol account, uh, count on it, but because it does, we want more. <laughs> Same thing with pornography, gambling, shopping, uh, sex, it doesn't matter. You know, there, it's it, when we are engaging in certain things, it is designed to put us in a maze. So the problem is that sometimes people realize it, they go to treatment, they get help. And uh, if they don't understand that there's just one addiction, they go up and down the corridors of the maze because you can quit drinking alcohol and then you start smoking pot or you quit smoking cigarettes and you start eating sugar or you stop uh, cocaine and you begin gambling. I, I've seen it in thousands of cases and I hear it all the time. Sometimes I'm watching TV and I'm like, they're not getting it. They're not understanding. And so that's the maze. And I, I actually believe that the whole world is kind of in this unconscious maze of going from one fix to the next. Mm -hmm. People don't realize that they're addicted. It's actually the number one health problem. Why? Because almost all mental and physical illnesses, I didn't say all, just almost all, are related to alcohol, drugs, sugar, and trans fats. Either people are consuming them to the point that that's causing permanent damage to their body, and they go to the doctor and they get prescribed more addictions, pills. Uh, well, even, if they're, even if they're not addictive pills, they get addicted to having to take them so that they continue doing their bad behaviors that are harming them. And then they also just stay trapped there. They never address that, what I call the invisible hole underneath it all. Ooh. And that's the only way out. That's the only way out. Out of the amazing maze. Mm -hmm. that, oh, I'm thinking about um, something that I heard years ago that was really helpful to me when I was struggling with addiction myself. Um, Carolyn May said something like, we're like to be human is to be addicted because we are we're all addicted to something somehow and mostly underneath it is the addiction to giving our power away to a source that we think is bigger than us or we're just we we're addicted to giving our power away and i well, love I that idea what do you think of that i certainly agree with the latter i don't believe that we're as humans we're inclined to be addicted no. I think what as humans, we're inclined to love each other, to have our needs met as little babies and young children. And when those that doesn't happen, we are inclined, but I don't think we're born to be addicted. I, I don't. Agree or how with about that. more than just addicted or different? It's like we're habit makers. So whatever we make our habit about, whether we get our love doing this thing or we whatever it is we do, we just, we, we make habits. And so we can, we can have a habit of taking care of ourselves, being good right. to ourselves. Right. So we I can replace it. Yes. I believe every addiction is a substitute for love. And right. so right. if I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, I love cigarettes. Like I used to say all the time, I love, Ooh. you know, this, I love him. I love whatever. And it's not really love at all. I love the way it makes me feel. Right. So when we learn to replace authentic love, which is a feeling that lasts permanently with that temporary high that I've confused with love. See, when, when, when babies are born, when they stay in that state of bliss, 
you know, when they're held close and they're fed and they're warm and cuddled and nurtured and they are the focus of the parental attention, they grow up with that feeling of fullness. That invisible hole isn't forming. And so those uh, th that's where we need to really direct our attention to prevention because mm. this happens yeah. when either trauma occurs or those needs aren't met or something happened and we're wondering what's wrong with me. And then by the time we're teenagers, we're very susceptible to you know, peer pressure, whereas a child who feels really good about themselves will not feel pressured to use deadly drugs and things right. like that. So. Tell us a little about your journey, because I think it's always more powerful when, when we get to hear somebody who is as award-winning as you and as successful as you and as powerful and and established in the world as you are to know that you struggled before you got here so tell us a little bit about what it was like what happened how you got here <laughs> well i uh, i was raised in addiction there was alcohol um, there was a, a lot of abuse there was food addiction uh codependency all kinds of stuff going on just very dysfunctional um i i love I, i've gone so much far to the other side now i certainly love my parents and stepfather and all that but i had to do a lot of that deep dive work to to get there but um i, I can't say that it didn't happen because it did and so i was pretty spiritually connected as a little kid to cope with what was going on but by the time i was a teenager and started drinking uh, it didn't take long for me to develop uh, an addictive personality. I started smoking when I was 12. I couldn't put them down, uh, just one right after the next, right off the bat. Alcohol, I could consume large amounts, and then it led to drugs and, and then dysfunctional relationships. And you name it, you know, I was substituting one for the next, quit smoking, started extreme exercise. It just never, never ended. So uh, I, I finally did get into recovery. I did everything I was told. And after 23 years, I relapsed. I was told I never had an addiction by a therapist and a doctor. And um, of course, we know better than to believe that. But at the same time, I had not had those consequences like DUIs and missed work and things like that. It was highly functioning. So I, I really had a transformation during that period of time when I came back in. And why would someone who did everything they were told, the steps, the meetings, the this, the that, the therapy, why, why would I relapse? And what I realized on the night before I came back into recovery, I had a spiritual epiphany and it was very clear to me, made very clear to me by my higher power. Uh, when I was raging, why don't you love me? <laughs> I've tried to do everything right that um, it's not me that doesn't love you. You don't love yourself. Ooh. And so I spent quite a bit of time really exploring what in the world did that mean? I really didn't even know what it meant to love, to love myself. It doesn't necessarily mean just eating healthy. It doesn't necessarily mean bathing. You know, it doesn't mean <laughs> actions. It, it really means a difference in consciousness. Like, is this good for me? And am I willing to put forth the effort to take care of myself as if I were that little kid who didn't get those needs met? Now I have to do it for myself. And I want to do it for myself. That's the difference. It's not a job. It's, it's a desire. Mm. So when you went back 
when you fell off the wagon, so to speak, at 23, after hearing, after this therapist said, you're not, you don't have a problem. How far, how long did you stay off the wagon before you got back on? Well, it's about a year and a half to two years. I, I, I'm not exactly sure of the timeline. I didn't keep it um, written down anywhere, <clears throat> but it was a while. It was a while. And but when it, you... it progressively got really bad. I was always what? a controlled drinker. It progressively got very, very bad. Uh, okay, so it was so it was mostly alcohol that that you could see progressing. And oh locally. no, no, it was everything. <laughs> everything I ever wanted to do. You're like woohoo, free for all. Yeah, if I'm going good. to hell, I'm going out with us. A... <laughs> yeah, if I'm going to hell, I'm going all the way. Exactly. Oh wow. Well, thank God you were able to come back. You know, I. Um, I don't talk about this very much because I don't want it to ever have a negative effect on anybody, but I was in all 12-step programs, Al-Anon, first of all, ACA, then Al-Anon, so adult children of alcoholics, then Al-Anon for people in relationship. And then someone brought me into an AA meeting and I didn't think I belonged, but I related more in those meetings than anything else. And I realized when I took the 20 questions, which they offer in AA, I I can't remember how many I ticked yes to, but it was way more than enough <laughs> to qualify. Yeah. So it was like, oh, and then it just felt like the universe was kindly moving me on that path. And I was sober for eight years. And then on, as my spiritual path grew and be, developed, somebody in the spiritual that that context said you're not an alcoholic you are like the truth of who you are is that you're a spiritual being and you might have dabbled with alcoholism and blah 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 and i remember that was like what i thought i wait a minute i how dare you tell me i'm not an alcoholic i mean it it things had changed in my brain that it felt like an insult or a threat to be called an alcoholic. And I, I did explore that and I'm no longer in the program and I, and I can drink a glass of wine or two and that's it without, it hasn't progressed for me. And I, and it's, and I'm, and I'm grateful for those eight years and I wouldn't trade them for anything because they saved my life and changed my life. And maybe, some of us need to stay inside that that space and some of us are okay not to i don't know but it felt like i had to at least see what was going to happen was i going to get struck by lightning or not so i'm always a little scared to talk about that but what i can affirm is in any i can feel the addictive tendencies come up in me for all manner of things and and i know that it's all kind of, I call it looking for God in all the wrong places. And if I go first to my spiritual connection, then I am far less apt to compulsively grab for something else. So mm -hmm. how is all that landing on you? Because I rarely ever kind of tell that side of uh, my story. Yeah, well, I, I think it's very courageous of you to do that. <clears throat> and it's interesting that you had enough symptoms that they've subsided. So hats off to you. Um, I, I'm, I, I, I would be concerned someone would hear that like me. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> think that it, That's why I don't. 
But you know, the bottom line is people need to do what they need to do to find out their own truth. And yeah. if that's your truth and it's working for you, wonderful. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's uh, one why. Thing, but one of the things I would be very, very careful on um, for a therapist and, and not that many therapists, unless they're addiction therapists, and even they do it, tell people, well, you're not really an alcoholic because they haven't had enough experience to understand that it's a progressive illness and that just because someone has, you know, a lot of education and has struggled and overcome a lot and is highly successful does not mean that they're not an alcoholic or an addict. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's complicated and it's not perfectly black and white. And all I know is that I think the world would benefit from 12 steps and it would be a great way to resolve all these <laughs> wouldn't it be oh this this i'm right and you're wrong attitudes oh sure. my god yeah it's it's so it's so powerful well we are going to go on a quick break but before we do um please let people know the best way they can find you and how to get your multiple award winning winning books thank you so much so um i have a website it's www drdonnamarks.com. And uh, I would encourage anybody to go on there and register, because if you do register, it doesn't cost a thing, but we will send you notices. I do teach a course in miracles every Wednesday at six o'clock on zoom and in person. And so you're welcome to join that meeting. And the book is available. All my books are available on there. There's three, uh, one won't be out until April, the healing moment. But there's uh, Learn, Grow, Forgive, and also Exit the Maze are on there. <clears throat> and you can um, order them right on the website. There's also free meditations and free blogs that I send out weekly. So I really encourage you to sign up for those. That's wonderful. And when we come back from this break, Dr. Donna Marks is going to lead us on one of her healing meditations. So you're not going to want to miss that. We'll be right back. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We're back. Okay, Dr. Donna Marks, I hand over the microphone to you. Set this up in any, any way you'd like. 
Okay. Well, I usually go through the meditation myself and I start off by closing my eyes and just drawing my attention inward because that's where everything that I'm looking for is inward, not out there. All the things that are the most fulfilling are within me. So when I close my eyes, it's kind of like closing the door to the outside world just for a little while. And then I take three really deep breaths. Inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the mouth. And already, I can begin to feel that warm, wonderful feeling. It's all the, like my spirit is moving through my veins, through every cell in my body. I'm connecting to that higher self. Just allow that to be experienced for a few moments. Just the simple act of closing the door and breathing already brings us to that place, a calmer place of peace. The Course of Miracles teaches us that we always have a choice between love and fear. We don't realize that we're running on fear most of the time. Fear of losing something. Fear of losing someone. Fear of saying the wrong thing. Fear of doing the wrong thing. Fear of being late. Fear of being early. Fear of running out of money or not having enough. Fear about where to live. Fear about where to work. Fear about who to marry. Fear about what to eat. Fear about when to go to bed and when to wake up. It's like a train running through our mind nonstop. This is what the Course of Miracles calls the ego. The ego is the wounded past. And it will do anything and everything to keep us in the wound. It doesn't want us out. Every time we have the idea to get out of the wound and to do something differently, it says, well, what about this? And what about that? And what if this happens? And what if that happens? And you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. 
when it comes to addictions, fear tells us to go ahead and do it. You deserve it. Why not? You've been good for so long. Go ahead and eat that candy. You haven't had sex for a week. Go ahead and watch the porn. Go ahead and spend that money. And then the minute you do it, that same fear voice that told you to do it turns around and says, why did you do that, you idiot? That's how the mind works. That's how the ego constantly tells us. Stay in the fear. But there's another voice. And that is the voice of love. It is the quiet voice, the gentle voice. It never tells us what to do. Well, maybe sometimes if it's an absolute emergency situation, it might say, put on the brakes, be careful, be aware. But most of the time it says things like, maybe that's not a good idea. Have you thought about doing such and such? Or maybe that is a good idea. You have all your ducks in a row, go ahead and take the risk. You can do this. You can change your life. You can achieve your goals. You can fulfill your purpose. You deserve that happiness. You deserve that achievement. Go ahead. We get inspired when we hear that voice. We have a sense of inner connection and we know that that voice is true. But there's constantly the battle. The fear jumps in right away. Who do you think you are that you can go to college? What makes you think that that person would have any interest in you? All these old voices from the past override that desire, that vision, that deepest part of your goal. The ego will take over your thinking because fear is much stronger. When we meditate, we learn how to listen to the voice of love. We recognize the fear for what it is. Just that scared little person from the past. We allow it to just be put to rest. We choose the voice of love. And we listen. And allow that voice to get us off, off the chair. Take us into our vision. You have one. You know who you are. You know why you're here. And you embrace it. Nothing can stop you. You walk with the hand of love. You are human. You make mistakes. But you keep on walking in the hand of love. 
in the heart of love and you will succeed. And now you can take three more deep breaths to revitalize your energy. Bringing your awareness back into the room. And whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes. Connected to that voice of love. Dr. Donna Marks, that was beautiful and so thorough. Oh, I feel like you. I had a it was like a full body massage, internal and <laughs> external. You addressed everything. <laughs> it's great. And it's it's an interesting thing you said earlier in our conversation about loving yourself is not just eating right. And, you know, there, it's, it is self-care, but it's more than that. And if love was a verb, something that we could do, seems like the meditation a meditation like that is a way to come back from fear back into love and i mean this is you know it's different yes eat right yes take a bath <laughs> yes treat yourself well but this feels like it's just a consciousness an infusion yeah it's an infusion of self-love so that's the antidote love is an action word you act as if you were loving yourself instead of substituting something for that feeling of love you're choosing to actually have the feeling of love long term instead of short term and when you do that emotion. you just kind of walk away from any behavior that's not good for you you don't even have to call it an addiction maybe it's not but you walk away from it like any other bad relationship Right. And with as much love as possible, if possible. Yeah. Well, only uh, you can't without love. <laughs> you're still engaged if you're not, if it's not, if it's not happening in right. a transition, it's not happening at all. That's so true. Well, I love that you have as part of your, your background and foreground that the Course in Miracles, that's been a Course in Miracles, right? It's a Course yes. in Miracles. Yes, a Course yeah. in Miracles. Yeah, that's been, that was a very foundational part of my path too. I led a group in order for me to get through the whole book because I kept trying to. And there's a, there is a power in that book. And I mean, a force field, it is, there's, there's some magic to it. Is there a particular passage in A Course in Miracles that is like one of your go-tos? I'm sure there's many that you grab onto, but is there one in particular? Well, there's several. Um, the opening line, you know, nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. Because yeah. if it's not love, it's not real. So, and if it is love, it is real and it can't be threatened. So right. that's, that's really beautiful. And then one of my other favorites is trust will solve all problems now. 
because the problem is always in our mind and the fear. So when we trust, we're okay with whatever's going on then, now, and in the future. Oh, those are some doozies. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, your books are incredible and I'm so I'm bravo to you. I want everybody to run out and get the healing moment so that is um that's coming out that's it next. can be pre-ordered now uh, it will be out officially then, but it can be pre-ordered and exit the maze exit the maze one addiction one cause one solution and then learn grow forgive sounds a path like, to spiritual success it sounds like instead of eat, pray, love, this is like, we don't have to go travel the world. We could just right. travel within <laughs> exactly <laughs> to do that. So as, as, as we part ways, which I don't want to do, but oh, parting is such sweet sorrow. What are, is there any words of wisdom or from your heart that you would like to leave our listeners with today? Well, since we're talking about exiting the maze, uh, I, I would just encourage people to understand that when you do choose love over fear, which means choosing to love yourself over something that's hurting or harming you and separating you and causing you pain and suffering, that it's not hard to do. It really isn't. And in fact, it's so easy that you, you, you might be amazed it's a whole different consciousness than what we've been taught. You know, it's so hard to quit an addiction. I've had so many and I've quit them one by one. It would have been so much easier to just do it all at once. But um, once you recognize that, wait a minute, if I'm thinking I'm wanting that particular thing and I shift over here to something that really is good for me, it's like reparenting myself, giving myself that attention and that consideration, whether it's my emotions or whether it's uh, what my body needs, what my soul needs, I will not think about the addiction. It'll just be something I used to do and now I'm having too much fun. So it separates us from life and from love. And once we reconnect to life and love, we have no desire to do it. I just had this very funny little thought pop into my head. I heard about a cookbook that came out for parents for to make food for their kids and it was called deceptively delicious and it was a way of being able to create typical like mac and cheese and corn dogs and and things that seem so naughty but all like plant-based so that it's it tastes delicious but it's nutritious and yeah. it feels like this is the same thing like we're really mm -hmm. craving deep nutrition and we might and we just we need to make it we just need to like go to that need that's underneath what we're trying to get from smoking, drinking, partying, over shopping, trying gambling. to fill that hole, trying to fill that hole, but we're filling it with toxic waste dump garbage. That's going to hurt <laughs> and us. So the and hole just just, deepen. You know, that the landfall, you know, you have to keep making it bigger and bigger for all the garbage. <laughs> right. But instead get the need met in a more yeah. creative and spiritually sustaining way. And yeah. one way to do that is by going back to listen to this show so that you can listen to that beautiful meditation from Dr. D Dr. Donna Marks and also by reading her amazing award-winning books. Dr. Donna Marks, thank you so much for taking a moment in your 
busy and beautiful life. Well, it's my pleasure. I just want to say, you know, have this beautiful new grandbaby. She's 16 <gasps> months old. We have another one on the way, but just to um, watch her, you know, and, and what she needs and how she will, if, if she's given a choice for something unhealthy or healthy, she'll choose the healthy thing, you oh, know, would eat the healthy thing. And, you know, she wants us to look at her that, you know, we're hearing so much about narcissism now. Narcissism is simply a little child that wasn't watched enough, you know, because that first two years, the world should rotate around that child. So we make sure we look at her and we look at her in the eye and we affirm her. And no matter what she does, it's the most amazing thing in the world. And she'll clap, you know, we'll clap with her and just oh. these kinds of things. And, and to give her her independence, not force her to hug when she doesn't want to or be held, you know, and then when she does want it, she gets that unconditional love. So these are the kinds of things that we learn to do for ourselves so that that invisible hole just kind of seals up with a great big red heart. Well, that is a beautiful image and a great story to leave us with. Thank you so much, Dr. Donna Marks. Everybody check out her website, drdonnamarks.com. Thank you so much. My Have pleasure. A magnificent day, sweet dreams. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show. If you enjoyed this episode, take a moment to like, subscribe, comment, and share it with your friends. My show can be found on Apple iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to pre-order my new book, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, go to your favorite online or brick and mortar retailer. Then head on over to kellysullivanwalden.com tragic to magic. Input your order number and redeem your bonus gifts. I'm also excited to be offering a new live DreamWork practitioner training. So if that calls to you, go to kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash DreamWork. If you'd like to join me for the live recording of these shows, most Wednesdays at noon Pacific, you can find me on Facebook at Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams. If you have a question about your dreams or about how to transform your tragic into magic, email me at kelly at kellysullivanwalden.com. Until next time. Remember, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And as you awaken to the power of your dreams, you make the world a lighter, brighter, more beautiful place, one dream at a time. Sweet dreams. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.